pencils down, hand in your tests. Did you pass the test? Are you a true Christian going to heaven? Pay attention after these messages. Can you test yourself to see if you are a true Christian? Let's see what Paul says. In 2 Corinthians 13, 5-7, he says, Test yourselves to see if you are in the faith. Examine yourselves. Or do you not recognize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless, indeed, you fail the test. But I trust that you will realize that we ourselves do not fail the test. Now we pray to God that you do no wrong. Not that we ourselves may appear approved, that you may do what is right, even though we may appear unapproved. I remember I read this passage when I was a kid, and I was thinking, there's a test? Is there a test? What is the test? And, you know, it's a good question. What is the criteria by which we can test ourselves to see if, if we are in the faith, the true Christian faith? Does Paul say, believe with all you got? Hold on to the belief? Does Paul say, believe in Jesus and stay positive about Jesus's grace? Does Paul say, make sure you said the sinner's prayer just right? No, within this question, within this uh, passage that I just read, actually holds the key. And there's other passages in scripture that actually support the, the few, just the two answers that Paul says within this passage. So, what is the criteria? The criteria is that you do no wrong and do what is right. Do no wrong and do what is right. That seems a little works-based, doesn't it? Or maybe a little too Old Testament, wouldn't you say? Why is passing the test of true Christianity doing no wrong and doing right? Because the one who is a true Christian will be more and more like Jesus, actually doing no wrong and doing what is right. Belief in Jesus that saves will result in the capability of doing no wrong, thinking no wrong, not wanting wrong or to do wrong, doing what is right, obeying God's commands, and obeying God's commandments. That's what Jesus did. Over time, the Christians should be turning into Jesus. Maybe it doesn't start off that way, but over time, you should continually be doing less wrong and doing more right. Three different attributes could be suggested from the previous text to determine the validity of one's salvation in Jesus. And these are biblical. Number one, evidence of good works. Number two, no desire for evil. And number three, Holy Spirit confirming your salvation from within you. Let's talk about evidence of good works first. Here's what the Bible says. 1 John 2, 3 through 6. By this we know that we have come to know him, that's Jesus, if we keep his commandments. The one who says, I have come to know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, in him the love of God has truly been perfected. By this we know that we are in him. The one who says he abides in him ought himself to walk in the same manner as Jesus walked. 1 John 2, 29. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone also who practices righteousness is born of him. Galatians 5, 22-23. But the fruit of the Spirit, the results of having God's Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. 
If your life shows evidence of living righteously, then you are a true Christian. These are the true good works. Not what cultural Christianity could say are good works, like staying positive and volunteering in something that they need to have done that seems good, or other shallow but decent things like that. Some examples of righteousness could be and are loving those who hate you, being actually patient, showing actual self-control, being gentle, exposing sin, and actually having joy in the midst of true trials. The true Christian is actually capable of living like Jesus in righteousness and exhibits that type of behavior. Let's move on to the second point, no desire for evil. 1 John 1, 5 through 6, excuse me, this is the message we have heard from him, Jesus, and announced to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Jesus and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Galatians 5, 19, 19 through 21. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions. Those are just clubs, basically, or uh, cliques. Envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Therefore go out from their midst, and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing, then I will welcome you. 2 Corinthians 6.14 and 2 Corinthians 7.1 Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. Paul gives a warning against pagan influences. True Christians avoid any corrupting influences. Resist evil. Live for God. Live pure. So you just heard a whole list of things of people who are not true Christians um, even though they may say so, but if they exhibit any of these behaviors or even live vicariously through media or even have a deep down desire for them, but know they should act good. If you have, if you have any of these desires, you will not, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. You're not Christians. So do, you know, listen, be honest with yourself. Do these evil attributes sicken you? Do you resonate with them? Like there's a connection like, oh yeah, that one. Or do they make you thrilled deep down? Some people are just like, I just love myself a good villain and good evil. And I love seeing people do evil things, but I don't do them. You know, but then again, you're still thrilled by it, you know? So do these evil attributes sicken you, resonate with you, or make you thrilled deep down? Ask yourself that. Or do you really hate these things? Because true Christians are in the light and do not enjoy nor practice these things. And finally, Holy Spirit confirmation, as Paul mentions in earlier in that uh, first section I read about if Jesus Christ is truly in you, that means the spirit of God within, within the Christian. Romans 8, 16, the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. Romans 8, 9, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him, meaning Jesus. So if you have the Holy Spirit in you, you have a piece of the living God, the God that created everything in you. The Holy Spirit is a separate entity that is intertwined with your spirit. If you're a true Christian, you got somebody else in you. This almighty sentient being within you will let you know he's there and speak to you. That's another confirmation that you're saved. Otherwise, if you don't have it at all, then you, if you don't have the Holy Spirit in you, you have not passed the test. You're not a true Christian. 
Now, here's another thought that maybe some people haven't thought. Maybe you feel like, oh yeah, I feel like I do have somebody within, but possibly you might have an unclean spirit in you posing as the Holy Spirit, convincing you to do things that are th- that God dislikes, but saying that it's from God. So maybe you feel like there's somebody else inside of you, but and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, the, the Holy Spirit's confirming in me, but if what that if what that thing is saying to you is contrary to what God says to do, then um, then obviously that's not the Holy Spirit. That's an unclean spirit. And that means you have definitely not passed the test. Listen to this. First John 4, 1 through 2. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. The true Christian has God's Holy Spirit in them, hating evil, doing righteousness, all coming from a distinct moment when that true Christian was saved by Jesus and experienced rebirth and got the Holy Spirit within them. If all of these seem to describe your life, you have passed the test. You're going to spend eternity with Jesus. It's great. If not, then you have failed the test. Uh, You need to really examine yourselves because you're not headed to God's kingdom at this point. Take Paul's advice. Test yourselves. It will be the best thing you'll ever do.